The Dons didn't provide the Christmas cheer we were looking for against Madewell at Fair Park last night. We've got more from Derek McInnes post-match. Ahead of the match, Lewis Ferguson spoke to Red TV on his 100th appearance for the Dons. Plus, we've got a brief news roundup, the rest of the games in the Premiership, and some of your Christmas messages on the AFC Dons cast on Christmas Eve. Yes, it's only me, voiceover man. You know, off of the telly, X Factor and all that. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas from those good chaps at Inverness Reds Online. Welcome to the AFC Don's Cast on Christmas Eve. It's Graham here with our last podcast before the big day tomorrow. Ahead of the Motherwell match yesterday, we caught up with Lewis Ferguson on his 100 appearances for the Don's. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I've, I've enjoyed every minute of it. I think everybody can can see that that, that I've enjoyed myself. Um, and it's it's been it's been good for me. It's been good for my my development. Um, you know, you when you're young, you just want to play as many games as possible and keep progressing um, and I think I came to the right place to do that um, and ever since I've came here you know as you said that I've started um, every game that I've been available for so I've got to, to thank the, the manager and, and the staff for, for putting their, their faith in me um, and as I said I've, I've just enjoyed every minute of it. Um, nah, to be honest I didn't know what to expect, um, I just came up with the intention of, of getting myself into the team. Um, and as I said, playing as, as much games as possible, I never really set a target or expected a certain number by a certain time. I, I just wanted to come up and, and play as many games as possible and learn and progress and, and keep developing. Um, and I think I've done that and starting 100 games has, has obviously helped that. The manager also spoke to the press about the upcoming festive fixtures. Yeah, listen, we really appreciate the fact that we have got the opportunity to play, so I'm not going to moan too much about the injury situation and all the difficulties we've had, uh, we could moan about the fact that how many games we're having to play in the West of late as well, You know the, the way the fixtures have went against the amount of travelling we're doing. But I don't want to be that guy, but I want to be, you know, six, six months ago, whatever, we were still, it was all up for debate if we were actually going to get football played. There's so much work, good work being done with the clubs. Every club has had to deal with issues. Um, a lot of instances highlighted of what clubs could have done better, including our own at the outset. But so many clubs, all the clubs are doing so many good things and, and doing a lot of um, good work financially, putting a lot out there to get football up and running. We're just appreciative and grateful that we have got a chance to play when you see uh, the country coming to a shutdown again and we're still being allowed to play. For me, um, a few months ago, everybody, including guys like yourself, you know, we all feared are we actually going to get the ball rolling again and, and the effect that that could have on everybody. So. We're grateful we've got a chance to play. We want to try and grasp the opportunity we have and, and uh, enjoy our football and enjoy playing. And um, we've got to remind ourselves of that sometimes.
Well, there was no pre-Christmas cheer for the Red Army as Aberdeen played out a nil-nil draw against Motherwell at Fair Park last night. It was the same starting eleven that beat Kilmarnock at Rugby Park on Sunday. The expectation was Tommy Hoban was going to be ruled out of this one, but he made the match and he joined Andy Considine in defence, who made another milestone this year, his 500th start for the Dons. Aberdeen did come out of the traps all guns blazing. In the early stages of the game, Curtis Main hit the side netting with an effort from a tight angle and then Marty Kennedy had a strike deflected wide. Curtis Main came close in the 15th minute, heading the ball from a hedges corner against the crossbar. Johnny Hayes had the next opportunity testing well keeper Jordan Archer with a low drive from 20 yards but the keeper blocked the shot and his defence cleared the ball wide. Marywell barely tested Aberdeen in the first half, but we failed to make any real openings and make the most of any opportunities that did come our way. Sam Cosgrove came on for Conor McLennan at half-time, but the performance in the late stages of the first half continued into the second. Both sides cancelled each other out. Aberdeen had a good few set-pieces and plenty of crosses into the area, but never managed to make anything off them. The only real drama came towards the end of the game when Tony Watt broke down the left and passed the ball to Liam Polworth, but Andy Constantine was in hand to block his effort. Unfortunately, results elsewhere saw us drop back down into the fourth after Hibs beat St Mirren. Hopefully some post-Christmas goals will come our way when we meet St Johnston at Pataudry on Boxing Day. It was a lot of good work tonight. I thought we got up the pitch well. I thought we competed brilliantly right from the off. I thought we were a better team from the start. Um, I thought we linked to play well at centre forward. I thought we got into good area, uh, wide areas often enough. Um, obviously, cut this big chance to the first half, hitting off the bar. And I thought in that period, as an away team, we imposed ourselves on the game. Um, Conor McLaren's got a little injury, and we made the change at half time. And I thought Cosgrove was as, as good as he's ever been. I thought he was excellent in the second half. Um, got us up the pitch, linked to play well. Just never gave him enough to get on the end of. And I think him and Curtis Main uh, did very well in the game. But the team, you know, all we were lacking was that little bit of quality. And from open play in the second half, we didn't get enough good crosses in the box. We've got to be honest with that. From set plays, we never gave our, our bigger lads in the team enough service to get on the end of it. We had a real height advantage second half, and we never took full advantage of it. Too many times, for free kicks and corners, um, the ball was um, not beating the first man. It was kind of whipped in rather than driven in. And we wanted to give ourselves a better chance to score. So we've got to look at ourselves in that sense. But I think box to box, very strong, very strong defensively. As an away team, Joe's had very little to do. Um, and I thought we were a better team, but you know, in the penalty box, we never done enough to, to, to make the, that 1.3 points. There is a new strain of coronavirus which spreads quickly. So new measures are needed to prevent it taking hold here. The safest way to spend Christmas is to remain at home with your own household. Only travel on Christmas Day if absolutely necessary. If you have to meet others, meet outside if you can. And if you do meet people inside, follow the guidance. It's crucial we stick to the restrictions. Stay home, stop the spread and save lives. Well, it was a full Premiership card last night. New Ross County manager John Hughes got off to a losing start against Celtic at Parkhead. Lee Griffiths and David Turnbull were on target for the Glasgow side. 
Livingston extended their winning run to five games under their new head coach, David Martindale. John Guthrie opened the scoring and Josh Mallon sealed the win against Hamilton. Samirin's 11-game unbeaten run is over thanks to a 1-0 win by Hibbs. There were two red cards in the game. Brandon Mason was sent off for Samirin before Christian George also received a second yellow. Rangers were in command away to St Johnston. Kima Ruth, Glenn Kamara and Ayanas Haji scored the goals in their 3-0 win. And finally, Dundee United moved up to fifth in the Scottish Premiership. Mark McNulty and Lawrence Shanklin scored the only two goals of the game in the space of three first-half minutes against Kilmarnock. live audio and video of our next match only on red tv subscribe now for full match day coverage replays highlights and all the goals exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk the best of the action only on red tv this christmas is going to be so perfect it's going to be like an advert for christmas Still get to tingle in the dingle on Christmas Eve. Wow! Drop them! <laughs> Christmas should be swaddled in happiness. One gather. Get in the spirit! It's Christmas! It's very exciting. Thoroughly worthwhile. What could be better? It's Christmas! You can come for Christmas at mine anytime. Let us entertain you. Happy Christmas. This Christmas on BBC One and iPlayer. Okay, let's get through some of your Christmas messages now. And we head down under for the first one with Rachel and Fraser Maxwell in Melbourne, Australia, who wants to wish everyone back home in Fockerbers a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And they'll hopefully get back to see a game at Pataudry in 2021. I think we all want to do that, Rachel and Fraser. Next up, it's Craig Colmer, originally from Aberdeen, now living in Vancouver. Hi, Graham. Thanks for keeping us expats up to speed each week with all the goings-on at Aberdeen. I'd like to wish all dandies a happy Christmas and keep up the good work. Thanks for that, Craig. And finally, in this batch, we head down south to York. Unfortunately, this is an anonymous one. You forgot to put your name in it. But the stranger wants to wish the Red Army a happy Christmas. Santa is a dawn. Stand free. Um, Thank you, whoever you are. Um, More Christmas messages later in the show, but we'll continue with a bit of news. Aberdeen could make a move to bring Gary Mackay's Stephen back to Pataudry. Gary will become a free agent after New York City declined the option to retain the winger for the 2021 season. His contract with New York ends on the 1st of January. Any chance of retaining the services of Marley Watkins look to be dashed after the player returned to Bristol City and looks to be set to see out the remainder of the campaign down south. The 30-year-old forward scored twice for the Dons before a hamstring injury rolled him out. City manager Dean Holden has confirmed that Watkins will remain at Bristol City for the rest of the season as he looks to recover from his knock. Aberdeen Football Club yesterday signed a significant commercial agreement with strategic partner and investor Atlanta United. Under this first major commercial deal between the clubs since announcing their partnership last year, more than 35,000 Atlanta United season ticket members will be able to access the Red TV International platform, significantly extending the club's reach into a wider and passionate football audience on the other side of the Atlantic. Access will be commenced on Saturday with Aberdeen's Boxing Day game against St Johnson and will also provide Atlanta United supporters full access to Red TV International's coverage of every live Aberdeen game over the winter ahead of the 2021 MLS season and beyond. 
And finally, Scottish clubs will be able to sign players from the European Union in January if they meet the criteria of a specially convened appeals panel. With the Brexit transition period to end on the 31st of December, it was thought the point system adopted by the English FA would be introduced in Scotland. That would make it harder for uncapped players to move to the SPFL. But a process similar to the one used for signing non-EU players will be introduced in Scotland in January. Discussions on a transfer framework beyond that are continuing between Scottish Football's Joint Response Group and the Home Office. That was boring. I will do whatever it takes to make this the best Christmas. This is a good time to start getting back into everyone's good books. You're strong. You're beautiful. She's nothing to me anymore. Do not come any closer. There is someone out there trying to get to me. Could be anyone. EastEnders on BBC One and iPlayer. Okay, I've got more of your Christmas messages. First up, Heather Malcolm wants to wish her Don's Mad Malcolm family in Cove a Merry Christmas and all the best to dandies around the world. Thank you for that, Heather. Greg MacDonald in Lerwick wants to wish all of the Red Army in Shetland a happy Christmas as well. We head over to the States again, this time to Gainesville, Florida, to David and Helen Morrison, who are signing it at this Christmas over there. They both want to wish their families back in Inverurie a great Christmas and will be tuning in to Red TV to see the Dons on Boxing Day morning. Presuming that's because they're ahead of us time-wise. Finally, it's a big Merry Christmas from William and Tracy Calder as we head to Woodend, just outside Christchurch in New Zealand. Both are big Dons fans. Tracy has a thing for Derek's beard. Well, whatever floats your boat there, Tracy. And they also have the St Johnston match on the big screen on Saturday as well. So thanks to everyone who have sent in their messages this year. Before I go, the Dons will be back in action on Boxing Day against St Johnston at Pataudry. Kickoff is at 3pm and you'll be able to watch the match as part of your virtual season ticket on Red TV International and on Red TV Pay Per View. We'll have live scores from the match on our Twitter and Facebook accounts and you'll get live scores and match stats on invernessreds.co.uk. And all that is left for me to say is enjoy your Christmas when it comes, take it easy, look after yourselves and I'll be back with all the post-match reaction from the St Johnston match on Monday from 5pm. Have a good one and stand free.
Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You've been listening to the AFC Donscast. Get more Don's news updated every day at InvernessRents.co.uk.